4: Welcome to the Dale Walmsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Proudly sitting in for Dale today, I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Today, my friends, I've got a very unique show. We usually, a lot of times we do a concept show, and this isn't a concept show, but I've got four very distinct segments, so I hope you can stay with me for the entire show. And if you miss any of the segments, obviously, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know you can go to Lifestyles Unlimited. Dot com and click on the radio button and you can find this show as well as many others there. And you can also use your podcast and find the Lifestyles Unlimited and Dale Walmsley radio show there. But each segment's unique. Uh, at the end, I think you'll see they'll all tie together nicely. But essentially in the first segment, I want to go into yet another news piece that's been released and essentially telling us what we've been telling you for years is that the 401k plan has failed and this is just yet another piece of that that puzzle then in the second segment I'm going to go in to we're going to discuss bad news and how bad news essentially needs to be delivered instantaneously it needs to be dis- delivered as soon as possible to the party to the concerned party so that those folks can adapt so that they can adjust and we're going to talk about that a little bit in the third segment I'm going to go into some actual math, some some real-life foundational-level math, and we're going to compare and contrast an investment in a single-family rent home at the very most basic level and that same amount of investment in the stock market. And I think you'll be very, very surprised at how different the returns can be on that. So the third segment's all about math, and then the fourth segment I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to provide some real-world examples of some homes that just recently came up for sale in the last 7 to 10 days in our market. And these homes are perfect examples of what we talk about and, and how you can create enormous returns in rental property, how you can create enormous passive income and rental property. So stick with us. That'll be in the fourth segment. But let's get in let's get into this article right now. And this article is entitled, it's from CNBC, and it's entitled Retirement Savings Haven't Recovered from the Great Recession. Here's why 401k Plans Haven't Helped. So and this is from Lori Konish, okay, CNBC. And essentially it's just another layer of the fact that the 401k plans are failing, and this bubble is starting to unravel. And I've said it before, in the next 10, 15, 20 years, you're gonna see this more and more and more because the 401k plan is absolutely failing the majority of Americans out there. So the gist of this particular article discusses the highs of retirement savings were essentially prior to the Great Recession, and yet here we are, depending on when you look at the time frame of the Great Recession, uh, either 10, 11, maybe 12 years beyond that recession, and yet retirement savings haven't even recovered. And and so most of you out there are probably surprised to, to hear that, at least in the last few years, the, the market's been up, but it just shows you how flat for the most part the market has been. And then again, a lot of people got burned. They got burned bad. And they didn't just jump right back in to something that had depleted 30, 40, 50, 60% of their net worth. And so that that's a big part of it. But this information comes from the Economic Policy Institute. So again, this is just not some opinion out there at all. This is real data. And, and they say the reason the 401ks haven't recovered, they, they tout two primary reasons, one, half of the workers in this country don't even have access to a 401k plan in the first place. And so that is somewhat shocking because the 401k essentially is there to replace the pension, right? It's replaced the pension. It's supposed to be the end-all, be-all to retirement. And yet 50% of the folks that are working today don't have access to it. So that's that's a huge, huge disconnect. And then secondly, it says many of those who do have such accounts do not have sufficient funds to cover their retirement. Well, we know that. We talk about it all the time, and, and the, the data supports that fact. Um, so this they interviewed a lady by the name of Monique Morrissey, who's an economist at the Economic Policy Institute, and she's, she discusses the advent of the 401 k how it came about in 1978, and uh, how it started and and how it it began. But she has a very, very shocking quote in this article. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. She says, quote, 401ks were just really accidental and have proven to be a disaster, end quote. So that's an economist from the Economic Policy Institute admitting what we've been telling you for years here on this on this uh, radio show, and at Lifestyles Unlimited, and Dell Walmsley's been telling you for years that the 401 k is a disaster, and here we have an economist flat out saying so. She continues on, she says, for evidence look no further than the very slow recovery investors have seen through these accounts since the Great Recession hit in 2008. So that's the gist of this article, is that people were were moving along, Great Recession came along, and yet they're still not back to where they were prior to the Great Recession. And again, that's 10, 12 years ago, depending on, on how you look at it. So there's uh, there's some charts and graphs in here. And there's one, it's, it shows the, uh, the share of working age families, age 32 to 61, with retirement account savings rose in the 90s, but declined after the Great Recession. So they show that and then it talks about, uh, okay, the peak. Here it is. The peak basically was 62% of families had retirement savings in 2007, and that's down to 58% today. And it has climbed. So I, I guess I should say it's back up to 58%. So still a very large majority of the working folks out there are not. They're not in retirement plans, and, and they're not putting enough in their retirement plans. And the fact for the 401k to work, for it to work properly, what do the pundits always say? They say you need to get in early, and you need to feed it to the max early, right? You need to feed it, and you need to feed it, and you need to feed it. But there's a problem there. Folks that are, that are young, they're, they're not making a lot of money. They're saddled with enormous college debt, right? Right. And so they're getting into the work environment, but they're not making much and they don't have anything left over to essentially fund the 401k. That's the very, very limited group. And that's that's proven in their next graph here and show they sow uh, retirement savings by percentile, right? If you have $320,000 in retirement savings, you're in the 90th percentile. You're in the top 10%. And I would argue that $320,000 is is nothing. That's not near enough what you'll need in retirement. That that might be 20%. I mean, again, we don't know what costs are going to be in the future. We don't know how long we're going to live. And and so even at 20%, I I just don't think it's getting there. So top 10% of the folks out there have 320. The middle of the pack is is right at about 56 Thousand dollars Again, 100% failure, my friends. How long can you live in retirement on $56,000? So the rest of the article actually goes on and says that the top 10% is really skewing those numbers higher. So what they're saying is the information's even worse than I'm telling you today. So what do they say? So they have a solution. They continue in the end of this article. They say that... Um, They need to replace retirement or replace the 401k plans with guaranteed retirement accounts. There it is. They're saying bring back the pension. Do they have any other great advice for us? Yeah. They say if you can, try to work a few years longer before you retire. And then they have one more nugget of wisdom here. They say, and even if you can't work longer, you should delay claiming Social Security benefits for as long as possible. So there it is, my friends. There it is right there, an admission that the 401k has failed. My friends, we have a much better plan for you. Stick with us. We'll be right back after a short break. My name is Mike Harrison with the Dale Walmsley Radio Show.
6: What would two to $500 extra income a month do for you? It's one of the five ways investment real estate earns money. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, we will show you how. Lifestyles Unlimited has been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. The first way is cash flow. Cash flow is the reason we seek passive income producing assets. When you have cash flow, you have income. You buy a piece of real estate where the rental income is greater than the monthly income by a decent margin. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about proper cash flow and other ways that real estate makes you money. To learn how to attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com
3: Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America,
4: one person at a time, Dale Walmsley. Welcome back to the Dale Walmsley radio show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. In the last segment, I brought you just another piece of news, this one from the Economic Policy Institute. Letting you know that, again, the 401K has failed in yet another way. And if you've got any questions or comments that you would like to add to the show, feel free to call in. The number's 855-497-4335, 855-497-4335. Or if you'd prefer, sometimes it's easier for you, shoot me an email. I do have my email open, Mike at l-u-i-n-c dot com, Mike at l-u-i-n-c dot com okay so we know the 401k for the majority of americans is not going to be the retirement vehicle that was sold to us at a very young age especially for you gen xers the baby boomers are seeing it but they were more of the pension generation i i guess but for you gen xers it's not happening and and we're seeing it everywhere and and for you millennials i don't know what you're going to do because the gen xers are going to continue working beyond the age of 70 so if you're looking to move up that corporate chain, there's going to be some folks in in front of you. Okay, let's talk about bad news, okay? I was in corporate America for a number of years in, in manufacturing and distribution, and at times, for whatever reason, the customer would have an expectation, and maybe that expectation you found out wasn't going to be met, okay? And what I saw in corporate America, when I first got into it, many years ago, decades ago, that the bad news delivery was often kicked down the ladder, right, uh, to somebody to get someone to deliver the news. The The execs or the middle management, they didn't want to deliver the news, and so they'd always have somebody give them, bring the bad news to it, to uh, the client, and a lot of times I had to do this, and I earned a reputation from my clients for being direct and honest, and they really appreciated me. Because what I learned is good news can take its time to get to you, right? But bad news, if you deliver that information to somebody as soon as you have it in an expedient way with all the information they need, they can then adapt and overcome they can adapt and make a decision and move forward and so you have all these corporate lackeys that are afraid to tell somebody a certain bit of news because they know that person's gonna blow their lid for whatever reason maybe the order didn't get made maybe got made wrong uh... maybe it never got inputted in the first place and these lackeys wouldn't want to tell whoever because it was an emotional fear for them but i would deliver it and the customer at the end would go you know what Harrison thank you for telling me that I know that was difficult for you but now I can do this this or this and so they can have a plan of action they can still continue doing what they're doing their business however it was maybe it was ordering a product from a competitor who knows and and I I think on the corporate side a lot of times corporate America doesn't wanna give that information to the client because they're scared they'll lose the order well guess what you already lost the order give the client the information they will they will care for you much more. They will respect you much more. In fact, they'll be loyal to you much more for telling them the truth. So let's think about this. Let's think that, let's go into the year 2040, 2035, 2040, 15 to 20 years from now. And let's say your retirement account is there and your retirement account can somehow give you a phone call or a text or an email today and deliver to you the bad news, right? They can deliver to you the bad news so that you can adapt, so that you can change, so that you can overcome. And I think the call or the text would go something like this. Hey, buddy, you there? Uh, Yeah, this is your retirement savings. Um, It's the year 2040. Uh, Hey, first of all, I just want, want to let you know, you know, two to three times better than everybody out there. In fact, you have amassed $240,000 in your 401k, so you've done a really good job. But the truth is, it's the year 2040, and you used to think that $50,000 a year was gonna be just fine for you. And my friends, things are twice as expensive today as they are in the year 2020. Man, inflation's there, the cost of goods just continue to, to trickle up, healthcare's out of control, but man, I, ju- I just wanna tell you today, you only have 240,000. And then maybe you respond and you say, "Well, what about the 350,000 of equity I have in my paid- for home?" Well, yeah, that's great. You got 350, and I know the pundits told you you can use that toward your retirement, but hey, I got a question. Where are you going to live? What do you mean by that? Well, you say you're going to use your $350,000 in equity toward your retirement and add it to the 240. You gotta live somewhere, brother. Yeah, I guess you're right. So it would be great if bad news from the future could be given to you today because then you can adapt and overcome. And I think that's a, an adage of the Marine Corps, just to steal, just to borrow, borrow that from them. But adapt and overcome is important. But if you have that news, you can make a change. You can start today. And make a difference tomorrow so that you're not punched in the face with that bad news when you're 60, 65, 70, and starting to realize that you're going to be working. You're going to continue to work. That you're not going to have uh, the dignified retirement maybe that you think you're going to have today. And so just kind of thinking out loud, I would love it if, if some of you could get that information. And I would also, I'd like to ask you this. I hope you are reverse engineering your wealth so that you can see the the truth. And this is what I did in my early 40s. And this is when I came to the conclusion that I wasn't going to be able to save myself to the retirement I envisioned. And and what I mean by reverse engineering is, you can do it two ways. They say, whatever number you feel you need to live on annually, you multiply that by 25, right? Or the converse of that is 4% of whatever you save. So if you feel you need $40,000 a year in perpetuity, well, then the pundits will tell you you need to amass a million dollars. And if you feel like you need $80,000, and again, this is all feel because you don't know what you're going to need, okay? This is all crystal ball hypothetical stuff. So if you feel like you need $80,000, well, you better you better put together $2 million when you want to retire. And I don't know, you may want to retire at 60, but if you're doing the math, maybe that number looks more like 70, if you can get there. And if you feel like you need $120,000 a year in retirement, and I'll make this argument, 120 sounds like a lot to many of you out there. Again, what are, what's life gonna cost in 20, 25, 30 years? It's gonna be way more expensive than it is today. 30 years from now is gonna feel like $60,000 today. Just wanna throw that out there because again, my friends, retirement is not an age, it's not a bag of money, you can't save your way to it, and then the other side of the coin is you don't know how long you're gonna live. The only way to truly retire is to create passive income, create enough passive income to cover all your financial needs. And by the way, if you do it using our plan, your passive income is going to increase each and every year. When we come back, I'm going to give you some math, some true math at the foundational level that's going to make my point. I'll be right back in a moment with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. My name's Mike Harrison.
6: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island
3: Talk
6: 1370, the right choice.
3: Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time,
4: Dell Walmsley. Welcome back to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Okay, in this segment, I want to compare and contrast investing, okay? We're going to take a sum, hypothetically, and we're going to put it into a rental home, and we're going to take that same sum, and we're going to put it in the stock market, either in a mutual fund or a stock, whatever. Imagine whichever one. And I don't want to lose you on this segment. I know I lose some of you when I go into the math. Um, And if you don't follow me here, feel free to go to the podcast or go to Lifestyles Unlimited Dot com and click on the radio button and you can find this show there and, and you can play it at your own pace and, and take notes. So, all right, let's start with $25,000, okay? And in one example, we're going to take that $25,000 and we're going to buy a single family rent home, okay? And then the uh, the contrast is we're going to take that $25,000 and we're going to put it in the stock market in a mutual fund or a stock And we're going to assume a 10% cash-on-cash return in the rental home. And we're also going to assume a 10% return in the stock market. And both of those examples are absurd, okay? I want to do this at the foundational level where the math is easy. And it's absurd because only 10% cash-on-cash in the rent home That is way, way low, my friends, way low. And a 10% return in the stock market, well, that's pretty high. If someone gets a 10%, they're high-fiving folks in the office. Man, they're bragging on that at the water cooler. And I'm going to back this up in segment four with some real-world examples of some homes that are for sale in our market. Well, actually, I doubt they're for sale right now, but they were for sale, say, 7, 10 days ago when I pulled this information so 10% return on your $25,000 investment in your rent home, that's $2,500 a year. That's about $200 a month, if you follow me, in positive cash flow, okay? That's after uh, the principal, the insurance, the taxes, and the interest are paid on that property. You, you, you're left with $200 a month in positive cash flow. Again, very low. Stock market, 10%. 10% appreciation, man, that's $2,500, Okay. Fantastic. What a great year you had in the stock market. Um, By the way, your money though in the stock market is trapped in your 401k and your IRA. My money went straight into my checking account. That $200 a month was direct deposited into my account. Um, By the way, your money in the stock market, well that's taxable. Uncle Sam's going to catch up with you when you pull that, that money out. Mine. Well, I depreciated it properly against the ax, uh, against the asset that made it tax-free. That's about seven hundred and fifty dollars in value at a at a thirty percent tax rate. So, uh, I'm I'm plus twenty five hundred. I'm plus seven fifty. If you're following my example, fees. Let's talk about fees. Yeah, your uh, your your investment investment accounts. There will be fees applied annually to those. Mine. I paid all my fees at closing, okay? All my fees were included. I I don't have any fees on on this right now. Uh, Three, let's go into mortgage pay down, okay? Uh, When the rent is paid each month, the resident pays us the rent, and then we pay the mortgage company, okay? Uh, And that, that drops down pretty slow, it's only about a hundred dollars a month but it adds up over time right time it's it's a huge factor so that's about an additional twelve hundred dollars a year at only a hundred dollars a month Uh, under the stock column i just have the word what written with a question mark what because there's no such thing as mortgage pay down on that stock that you purchased Uh, let's continue on when i purchased this rent home i created uh, in equity capture, anywhere from 75 to 100% of my investment. And you may, again, you may be saying, Harrison, those numbers don't make sense. I'm gonna give you real world examples, okay, in segment four, stick with me. Uh, So that's anywhere from $18,750 to $25,000 in equity capture. And and you heard me right, $18,750 to $25,000. Uh, under the stock column, I just have one word written. What? With a big question mark. There's no such thing as that in the stock market. Uh, let's talk about appreciation. On my purchase, and we don't count on appreciation, but I'm in a market that's growing anywhere from 3 to 10% a year, in some neighborhoods a little higher than that, uh, year, year in and year out. Um, again, what I'm going to get with my $25,000 investment in this rent home, I get the appreciation on the entire value of the property, the entire value of the asset. So with $25,000, I bought a rent home anywhere that's valued anywhere from one hundred and twenty to $150,000, okay? That appreciation translates into an additional $3,600 to $15,000, okay? Again, that's three to 10% of the value of 120 to 150. So my worst case is an additional 3,600. My best case is about 15,000. Again, looking at the stock comparison, I got one word. What? With a big question mark. Because there's no such thing as, uh, well, you get your appreciation in stock and that's it. But there's there's nothing like appreciation of the entire value, I I have $25,000 in the game, yet I'm getting appreciation on an asset that's worth anywhere from 120 to 150. And oh, by the way, next year it'll be worth even more, and so the appreciation will be even greater. So let's do our math, let's tally this up here. At the end of year one, I have, uh, let's see, I've got the $2,500 in cash on cash from uh, positive, positive passive income each month. I've got about $750 that I didn't have to pay in taxes because it's tax-free. I've got a mortgage pay down of about $1,200, and I've got that appreciation, worst case, at $3,600. So right there, that's an additional anywhere from $8,000, okay? If I add the equity capture to that, of uh, the worst case equity capture of eighteen seven that is a positive $26,000. $800 my friends on a $25,000 investment in year 1. Okay? That's year 1. That's a 107% return. That's my worst case scenario. My best case scenario, I'm going to take the full 100% on the equity capture and I'm going to take the full 10% in appreciation, okay? So that gives me $19,450 plus that equity capture of $25,000, that provides $44,450 on a $25,000 investment in year one. My friends, again, that's a 178% return. What did you do? Your stock or your mutual fund went up 10%. Congratulations, your, your $25,000 investment's now worth $27,250. I've doubled my money in both cases, okay? In my worst case and my best case scenario. Think about that, okay? This is $25,000 versus $25,000. One's in a tangible asset, rental property, and the other's in the stock market, all right? Let's look at year two. Year two, I'm not going to take the equity capture. I already took it in year one. Year two, I still have that 8000 to $19,000 return, right? I still have my positive cash flow. I'm still tax-free. I still have the mortgage pay down, and I still have the appreciation, okay? I hope hope y'all out there are picking up what I'm putting down. So my mortgage pay down actually increases. It's gonna go from 100 a month, and it might go to 110, 115. It It gets a little slower, each and every month, so that number increases. My equity capture goes away. Um, my cash flow at $200 a month, there's a chance that that increases because we're we're raising our rents each year, right? As the lease comes up, we're raising our rents 3 to 5% because with our model, we have best product, best price. So I'm continuing off this $25,000 investment to make anywhere from $8,000 to $19,450. My friends, do you see how we're able to get rich rapidly, how we're able to build wealth rapidly through real estate? Year two, in your stock market, I'll give you another 10% return. I'll give that to you. And you know that's foreign, that's unheard of. That doesn't happen year in and year out. But that would put you at $29,975 with your 25 dollars thousand dollar investment you can't get rich slow my friends but that's that's one way to do it also there's another factor for you stock market investors they call it the correction and it's such a mild term correction i hate that term correction correction implies that something was wrong and we fixed it that's not a correction That's your money going out the window. My friends, we'll be right back with the last segment. I'm going to provide some real-world examples of this type of return on some real homes. My name's Mike Harrison, and this is the Del Walmsley Radio Show.
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
3: Talk thirteen seven, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America,
4: one person at a time. Del Wamsley. To the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. In the last segment, I went through some math pretty rapidly. And if you've got any questions on that, please shoot me an email, askmike at luinc dot com. at l-u-i-n-c.com. I'll be happy to go through each step that I discussed, but essentially, it was compare and contrast a $25,000 investment in a single family rent home, if you missed it, versus $25,000 in a stock and mutual fund, and proved mathematically at the most foundational level how our model and how what we do absolutely smokes the return in the stock market. And I was giving you 10% return in the stock market, and again, if you had that two years in a row, you are telling your friends, you're telling your neighbors, you're telling your family, you're doing cartwheels in the front yard. My friends, real estate investing is so much greater than the stock market and safer, by the way. But anyway, let's get into some real world examples, okay? Real world examples. And these are from, uh, full disclosure here, this is from our Realtors within Lifestyles Unlimited. Uh, So I got these handed to me. Or at least they went out on an email blast, but I'm not going to discuss the exact neighborhood or or who sent them to me. But they're real world examples. Okay, so let's just let's just start and go into this. Uh, this home is in Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas, and it's a three bedroom, two bath, one car garage. It's eleven 1, hundred and seventy two square feet. Again, these are homes that that were for sale seven to ten days ago, and and I doubt they're for sale now. So eleven 1, hundred and seventy two square feet. Built in 2004, the after repair price opinion is $140,000, the asking price is $100,000, the suggested price, what you should pay for this property, $100,000. Estimated capital gains, $26,800, estimated out-of-pocket conventional lending, $34,300. So on a $34,300 investment, okay, if I divide 26,800 your capital gain by 34,300, my friends, that's a 78 percent return as soon as you sign the paper. Okay, 78 percent return. My previous example, what did I say on equity capture? I said anywhere from 75 to 100 percent, so that fits right in. But that's not even the best part. The estimated cash flow per month on this property is $527 a month. $527 a month, okay? That's over $6,000 a year. In fact, that's $6,324 a year. That's an 18.4% cash-on-cash return. Would any of you like to own that rent home? And I'm sure virtually thousands of you out there are raising your hand right now. So in my example, I I told you the example I did in the third segment was only a 10% cash on cash return. This one's at 18.4. Let me continue on. Second house, the write-up on this, another Christmas gift, nice neighborhood, nice house, 1971 model, four-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, brick with terrific numbers. Rehab has not been verified. Open house tomorrow from 11 a.m. to noon. Take your contractor. I don't think you'll be disappointed. So this house is available in Dallas-Fort Worth. Estimated equity capture is $27,000, okay? That is a 94% return because the estimated out-of-pocket on this, using hard money lending, and if you don't know what that is, shoot me an email. That's one of our strategies. So your out-of-pocket is $29,000. Your estimated capital gains, $27,000. Estimated cash on cash return, 18%. Estimated cash flow per month, $430. Again, that blows my example out of the water, but I just wanna show you that these deals are out there. I'll give you a third one. Single family property available in Dallas-Fort Worth, 13.2% cash on cash, $34,500 out of pocket, $380 $380 a month cash flow, okay? This is a three bedroom, 2.5 bath, two car garage, 1,869 square feet, so it's, it's pretty big for a rent house, built in 1970, okay? The average repair price opinion's $175,000. The asking price is $113,300. Estimated capital gains, $14,780. Estimated out of pocket, hard money lending, $34,500. My friends, that's only a 43% equity capture, okay? 43, only 43%. Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Huh? Who wouldn't want to make 43% on their investment as soon as they sign the paperwork? Cash on cash return on this particular home estimated to be 13.2%. Are these myths sometimes or is the math sometimes not as accurate? Yeah, I'll tell you that it's it's sometimes actually we're really conservative. Many times this is low, but if we're close, it's still a home run. It's still a great investment. Investment. Okay, I'll continue on. Here's another one I pulled: single-family property available in Dallas-Fort Worth, great neighborhood in, and I'm not going to tell you where. 1972 model brick, four-bedroom, two-bath, one-car garage. This one's. Uh, 2,173 square feet. This is this is a large home. Listen to this deal, my friends. The after repair price opinion is $215,000. The asking price is 150000 I want you to know out there, for those of you maybe listening to this show, uh, one of the first few times, we buy distressed properties, my friends. The opportunity is in the deferred maintenance and it's in the distressed property. The suggested price is $130,000. Estimated capital gains, $41,800. However, if we use hard money lending based on those numbers, our out-of-pocket will only be $18,000. My friends, that's a 232% equity capture. Here, did you hear me? 232% equity capture. That's a $41,800 return on an $18,000 investment. We see these all the time. Many times we see deals much, much better than that. My friends, they're out there. Why would you continue doing the same thing over and over and over, feeding the 401k, when you know you're not going to be able to save enough for a dignified retirement? The math shows it, the information's there, the majority, it's just not working for them. My friends, I want you to remember one thing, it's not about the money. It's all about the lifestyle. We'll see you next week. Make it a great day.
3: So you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit tellontheradio.com to listen to the Dell Womsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.